Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. Yeah, welcome to Drinking Bros, kids. Second last show of the year, D'Anthony. The holidays are almost upon us. Who do we got here today in studio? Um, we have Dr. Mike Simpson, former Special Forces operator, current uh, doctor. Current doctor? Yeah. Real doctor? Until they revoked my license. Or did you play license. one on TV? I have, I've done both, actually. I played one on TV and in real life. No shit. What yeah. show? Well, on Hunting Hitler, I was playing myself, so I don't know if that really counts. You were playing Hitler's doctor? <laughs> no, you still, you still get an IMDb credit for that. Yeah. I do. No, it was on... Did Kanye score that <laughs> show? No, I okay. not not that I know of, but yeah. we haven't seen all of the Kanye files yet, so no, it we could haven't be coming, could be coming out any time. So we have season four. I hope so. So does Kyrie Irving. <laughs> yeah, I'm um, going to be keeping a he's really, gonna be out of a job as well. I'm going to be keeping a really close eye on Kanye come Halloween next year because <laughs> he might be. <laughs> oh boy, he might be on the History Channel. You friends. never know. Uh, welcome to the show. Crazy day here. Hey, by the way, I've got a medical alert bracelet, and it just says, "Just throw me in the trash." Yeah, you see that? That's it, yeah. So about that, one out so, of one doctor approved this message. Well, yes. do you approve of it? And is it legal? And, and no, is it legally binding? More important, I, it's not. None of that shit's legally binding. There, I, so uh, when I first started jujitsu, there was a guy. He was, a, and he was a cop. He had DNR tattooed on his chest. <laughs> yeah, and I said that doesn't mean shit, buddy. I'm like, you know, for all we know, your name is Daniel Nathan Rodriguez. Sure, you know, we, that's not going to help with anything. So, uh, you know, in, if you want to have a laminated DNR form with two witnesses and notarized and everything else taped to your chest, yeah, that'll work. But uh, life alert bracelets, uh, you know, anything. I don't think you can put a DNR on a life. You can put things not to do. All right. Like, don't give me penicillin, stuff like that. But okay. you can't say don't don't do chest compressions because the argument could always be made. uh well, what if that was somebody else's and you go, oh, that's a neat bracelet. And you just happened to put it on right as you choked on a piece of chicken. Yeah. And then you went down, right? We don't know. All I heard so. is choking chicken. That's all I heard. I, I choking had, the chicken is I all I heard feeling, out of you, Mike. Literally, as I was saying it, I'm like, they're totally, it's like if, if, it's like if I said duty. Oh, yeah. Know, yeah. It's your duty. Yeah. duty. We're not. I knew you were just going to totally focus on that. We're, we're, we're not mature it, enough it, for Yeah, I would have gone to butt sex yeah. after yeah, that. What about the old lady who fell down in the commercials? Was she legit? Were those things legit? No, she was a crisis actor. She was? She oh, was yeah, totally a crisis actor. That's okay. David Hogg's grandma. It looks like it. It looked like it looked a hog grandma. The, but the life alert thing that was totally that w- it was a good idea but i've never met a single person who've had one and all the i had all the i've never had a patient come into the er sure that they're like oh yeah i fucking hit my life alert and and luckily the ambulance was there and this is i mean i i live in georgetown where sun city and all these retirement areas are mm-hmm. i don't know of anybody that actually has one uh, so. Everybody that Giorgio dates actually has one so really? it's uh yeah it, they've all gone so I've, if you need to so I kind of to get some feelers I out there. Bat, I have a bat signal on what? my roof, the roof of my house. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. it's out of the one of the second story windows and sitting on the roof. And I keep I shine it every night, and that son of a bitch has never shown up. Never, not once, not once. Like what the fuck, fucker? What's Crazy. the point of even having the goddamn light? I'm feeling. I feel like I should build a city for both the the expense of the light, the energy used, and my time. Well, because the city is required to provide a Batman for every. And I feel like we need one now. So you actually, in order to provide a Batman, there's a statute that says you have to have so many buildings 
over a certain height. Oh shit! Yeah, so yeah. you can jump around. So, yeah, now. so that's why you never you're never going to see uh, superheroes in the suburbs, right? Because mm. there's nothing to swing from. There's no yeah. rooftops to like run across or anything like point. that. So once you get a certain number of skyscrapers of a certain height. Then you go on the superhero registry. I figured this out a long time. That's ago, why all actually. those assholes, those hippies in fucking Austin, didn't want the new Google building to go up. Yeah, they didn't because they don't want Batman. Yeah, they, they don't, don't want Batman. About Batman. Yeah. yeah. Totally. What, let me ask you this: with Batman, so there's nothing to swing on. But what if they swing from these nuts? Yeah. They could always do that. It depends on the nuts. Okay, yeah. and if yeah. it's a small Batman too. All right. We're talking about a Shetland Batman. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. a little tiny Batman, a little yeah. midget Batman. Yeah, flying around. I'd Even smaller than a midget, two and a half, three feet tall. Those, yeah. Maybe, yeah, and those gloves are pre- got to be pretty slick. I don't know if you could grab these nuts with those gloves on. Sure, I think the rubber. I think the rubber, and uh, I think it would be a pretty decent grip. Yes, he's a Gatlin belt. Yeah, he has like, like a claw, well, it, like that mm. would sink into the sack. Yeah, right? it would could, not be tied up. That's I'm fine. I'm not and in sure some versions won't. of it, there's a lot of pointy shit on those yeah, gloves too. Fair, so it's worth know. the risk. I don't yeah. know. That's my king. You we definitely don't kink shame well, here. You definitely don't want Catwoman grabbing onto that shit. Well, depends on who it is. We talking Halle Berry or the new one? Yeah, or if you're Russell Either. Brand. I mean, like, think of those claws. Russell, right. Russell yeah. Brand is into to genital damage. Right? Sure is. Wheelchair porn. <laughs> he likes wheelchair to watch porn. people get their genitals that's run over with weird. wheelchairs. Run over with a wheelchair, yeah. Or that's he used weird. to. That's when he was doing heroin, right? So who knows? Sure. He seems reformed now. He might have evolved, yeah. you know? Uh, he might be into just tricycle porn. Who yeah. knows? <laughs> who knows? Uh, crazy day today. Obviously, the title of the show is uh, Fuck Mitch McConnell. There was a clip that is circulating uh, around the internet today about some comments regarding Ukraine because Zelensky's in town. Uh, thank God he's showing up at the White House right before Christmas with his hand out like tiny fucking Tim. Uh, play this clip real quick for the peeps. Look at this turtle looking motherfucker. Look man. at this. This isn't even a real human being. Gimp sack. It's crazy. Play cunt. this clip, Bob. Making sure the Defense Department can deal. with the major threats coming from Russia and China, providing assistance for the Ukrainians to defeat the Russians. That's the number one priority for the United States right now, according to most Republicans. That's sort of how we see the challenges confronting uh, the country at the moment. What? There's your red wave, folks. What? Hmm. What? I'm sorry, Mitch. Did you say that... Ukraine was the number one priority yeah. amongst Republicans and uh, in America right now. Going to be real with you, Mitch. That's probably last on my fucking list this Christmas. Um, what the fuck is going on anymore? You know, uh, and, and here's the deal. I mean, I went, I went over there for a little while, fairly early on in this. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I mean, my, my heart goes out to the Ukrainian people. Yeah, it's, I mean, they, they were invaded. That's fucked up. Yes, we should continue to provide support, but I don't feel like we should. Uh, we can't foot the fucking bill for everything. I was no. before, before we went on. I was telling Dan. I said, you know, if we're gonna if we're gonna give Ukraine all this money, that's well, I'm not gonna say that's fine, but that's a thing, right? L- why don't we do this? Why don't we say, okay, look, so these are loans, and uh, oh, so Chinese bank that holds our national debt. Mm-hmm. So hey, we're giving. Two billion to Ukraine. So go ahead and, and transfer <clears throat> two billion of our national debt into Ukraine's column. Well, okay. this, the latest, and they'll pay you back later. This latest one, the omnibus bill, has got another forty-five billion for Ukraine. Yes, yeah, among, forty-five billion. What is that grand total? It's going to push it over a hundred. But yeah. I don't think, I, from what I can tell, I don't think this omnibus bill is going to get passed before the new Congress comes in, if it does at all. 
Boy, I I don't, I I don't hope know, not, man. Because I, I mean, you got snakes like this. There's people in there that would vote for the, you know to execute their own mother if it means they get a little bit of pork mm-hmm. on the side. So that's the thing is is the the way these omnibus bills get passed is it might have 45 billion in it that I just absolutely object to. So then they go, well, hey, here's 17 million for that bullshit project in your home state mm. to save some <laughs> fish that nobody can eat and is ugly and and would die off anyway if we didn't protect it but here's 17 million for that to please your people at home so that's how they're going to basically buy all these votes i think uh, one of the biggest problems you guys uh, i'm sure saw the picture on social media of Rand paul next to the bill Mm -hmm. that's three times longer than the bible four thousand one hundred and twenty six pages yeah three times longer than the bible Nobody's read it. Nope. Nobody, nobody knows everything well, they didn't that's get fucking it in what, it. So what? Two in the morning? Yeah, like, two, yeah. two the night. Or yeah, it's yesterday morning. Yeah, the fact that bills like this even exist, I'm 100 percent sure. If uh, I'm never going to go into politics, I promised my family I wouldn't. But if I did, I would literally have to vote no on everything because there is no such thing as a clean bill anymore. No, right? there's no such thing as a hey, this is just two million dollars for uh to build va centers right mm-hmm. there's no such thing as a fucking bill like there's that. 80 other things in there that have nothing yeah. to do with va hospitals or, or whatever they're yeah, pushing like when all the when all the fringe leftists piled onto the republicans for voting against the pact act it's like did you read everything that was in the fucking because there was like 90 percent of the shit was in there mm-hmm. had nothing to do with fucking veterans right 90 percent of it in there was just fucking bullshit pork uh, and this is just completely unsustainable. It's completely unsustainable, and it shouldn't be allowed. It's every bill. I think there should be a requirement that a bill gets read out loud, verbatim, on the House floor with everyone fucking in attendance. You don't get to not be there when the bill's being read. So you got to sit there or while the bill's being read. you can't vote if you're not there while it's being read. Yeah, yes. exactly. And Morgan exactly. Freeman can read it. That way it's interesting, right? Yeah. That way, and yeah, then you yeah. can go through it line by line, make it interesting, and make it easy to understand, and then maybe have intermissions, like it's Hateful Eight or something like yeah. that. Yeah, or, and maybe you know periodically, like every few pages, you interject some Mad Libs in there or something mm. just to kind of keep it interesting. <laughs> yeah, I don't keep know. it fun, yeah. keep yeah. it light. But if that's the number one goal for uh, Republicans that he knows... We're all fucked then, because uh, right now we're at record inflation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, uh, my fucking, I mean, Re- I'm, record tax collection as well. Tax collection, collection in, in this bill is also more money uh, for the IRS. They already got some money to fund the IRS. Now they want more money for the fucking IRS. I look at just like your average everyday American, right? Mm-hmm. I'll I'll go ahead and, and use myself as, as an example here. Over the last week, just week of shit that's going on in my life, right? We've done some improvements to the studio. Went to an Ace Hardware outside my fucking house. 600 bucks. I look at all this shit, and it's just kind of metal and steel or whatever. They look at me in shock. I look at them in shock, and I'm like, is this real? Are we $600 for nothing? Like, this shit used to be like 40 bucks back right. in the day, and I'm like, is this fucking real? Get a text from my wife right after that. Hey, since you're out, can you go down to H-E-B and get some groceries, get the list, check out of the grocery it's store? like 350 bucks. Yes. Yeah. Every uh, single trip every to the grocery si- store. I mean, I was, it was 289 So now <laughs> I'm at you know, 600 at Ace Hardware, another 289 at the fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, put my house up for sale over the summer. Got caught right in that fucking recession line, right? So I was going to take it down right before Christmas. Called and said, Ross, you don't have to worry about it. You can rent that out for record prices. And I'm like... What do you mean? What's the record price that I can get for a house for, for a four bedroom? And they were like, well, there's nothing because nobody can buy houses anymore because mm-hmm. the interest rates are too high. So we can get you six grand a month for that fucking four bedroom house. Jesus Christ. And I'm like, 
What? Sk- six That's, grand a month on a four thousand dollar mortgage. Uh, that, yes, on a four thousand dollar mortgage, mm-hmm. six thousand a month. I can get that for That's you. Fifty. That's one hundred and fifty percent for a year. What the fuck yeah. for a year? So it's it's a year. It's not a month by month. It's a whole fucking year. Mm-hmm. So I go. No offense, but I'm assuming you run financials. Did you run this guy's financials? And they're like, Yeah, they were great. They were great. <clears throat> Sailed through and everything else. Perfect credit, all that other shit. And I go, Why didn't he just buy the house to be like the goddamn house? And he goes. Can't afford it with the interest rates. That's mm-hmm. too fucking high. I mean, it would cost seventy five to a hundred thousand dollars extra to buy it down, even to five percent at this point. Correct, and and that's madness, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then I'm part of the problem because I'm renting a fucking house for seventy two grand a year. Mm-hmm. That guy's never going to be able to buy a house because he's got three kids. You know, I got to chat with the guy a little bit. He's got three kids, and he's like, "Hey, man," and I'm like, "Hey, man, I understand. He understands, and it's a whole fucking thing." Now we're all part of the goddamn problem because this is what's been created for us. Mm -hmm. And it's like, at the end of this, whenever this fuck all ends of shortages, money, giving shit to Ukraine, all this other shit, nobody's really going to be able to to buy anything. Nobody's going to be able to own anything. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of it, what are we left with? Uh, Two and a half million illegal immigrants just from this year. And that we're going to have to fucking pay for on top of it. Correct. So yeah. and and you and somebody could uh, legitimately call you a greedy slumlord. I sure could, <laughs> but that's the market. And I, and I looked around and they were like, and I go, it seems high. And they go, look at the rest of the prices. There was some going for ten thousand dollars, yeah, just because they could ask for it. And I was like, holy fucking shit! There's you can't rent a goddamn house in the city at all. Uh, and again, yeah, that's crazy. We're all, it's just this cyclical thing that everybody's part of the problem. It's like, all right, well, I don't have a choice. That guy didn't have a choice. And we're all kind of fucked until when? When does it all go away? When do we go to the grocery store and there isn't fucking shortages? When do prices, when I go to Ace Hardware for aluminum and all that other shit, finally go back down to where they're supposed to? Or do they ever at all? <laughs> do we just get used to paying a high price for all of this shit and paying for rent for all of these fucking places, never owning anything, to the point where we just kind of look back five, six years later and we're like, well, I mean, I guess we've been getting fucked this long. What's another two years of getting fucked in the ass? You know, uh, I'm 56 years old, and other than gasoline, I don't remember prices ever going down on anything. We, anytime prices go up, we, even if it's for something temporary, right? <clears throat> Supply chain issues, uh, a shortage of X, a shortage of Y. Had a oh, we had a bad harvest this year. Um, I don't remember the price of a gallon of milk ever going back down. Mm-hmm. Now, now I, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. pay extremely close attention to it, but I think you know, when we talk about rental well, C- prices... CPI very rarely goes back to zero. That's right. correct. Yeah. In, in, in any year, no matter what's going on, no matter how good the economy is. Well, if, is. if people are going to pay for it, <clears throat> what, what's going to stop well, them from lowering the price? It's a Nothing. Three, it's, because, a, it's a three-stage thing. So first, the price goes up because of whatever reason, inflation, shortages, whatever. Then there's shrinkflation and most products. You can't do it with a gallon of milk because a gallon of milk is a gallon of milk. But <clears throat> you, you'll notice that prepackaged things will... Uh, they'll go from 15 ounces to 12 ounces mm-hmm. and they cost the same amount of money. And then inflation's over, it's back to normal. Shortages are over, it's back to normal, but it stays. It's called shrinkflation. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. box, the box is the exact same size, yes. but it, whereas it used to have 15, mm-hmm. 18 ounces. Oh, now it has 12 in it. Right. Right. But right. It, and, and it's the same price or slightly more expensive than it was before. It's not a great business model to uh, deal with a lack of purchase power with providing less product right yeah and then nobody owns anything and i'll go back to that ace hardware right it's in a strip mall over by my house over there 
Uh, yeah, I was just there this afternoon. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It, it, and it's nice. But <clears throat> if you notice at the top of it, it says Breedco, which is another family that owns it. And I mm-hmm. chatted with the, the guy for a little bit. Um, and he said it was a, a franchise and he was franchising it. And it was like, well, do you own this? Pro- no, we don't own the building. Okay. So then you're paying rent mm-hmm. for fucking ever of a business that you had to franchise and license yourself, put up all the costs for it. You'll never be able to to sell that property at the end. Rents will only continue to increase mm-hmm. in a strip mall like that. And then you're just, you're kind of fucked at that point. Like, I don't know how anybody really owns anything at the end of this if it continues. And I don't know what the fucking solution is. I mean, I look at today, uh, Bob, if you want to pull up Zelensky at the White House today, he shows up in a fucking sweatshirt and pants um, <laughs> like he's, you know, he might as well have been in a Supreme store in New York City at this point. Uh, First Lady's dressed up. Biden's dressed up. Then you have this fucking gimp just show up uh, like he, like he's in fifth grade and it just got chilly for the first day of the year. Here it is right here well, on he screen. He wants to look like he's in. This is, this is fucking uh, OD green, right? It's a military color. Okay. So you look like. You know, you're you're on the battlefield without it's, actually. It's being. The, but the, to my knowledge, he was never in the military. No, correct? he's no. never. He was an right. actor. He's never served in the military. Obviously, I mean, neither have anybody in our fucking political system except for four or five people. But right. But um, I'm an actor. I would never show up in fucking OD green, all g'd out, and be like, "Yo, dude, here we are." <laughs> let alone to the president of the United States. I was just there. I yeah. wear a goddamn suit just like everybody else. Why is he different? Because this is propaganda. He wants to appear like he's still on the battlefield. Although all he does is he, he's not a real commander in chief. All he does is fucking go around and do press, right. to try to raise money. Right, mm-hmm. that's it. That, that, that's it. Um, and then these fuckers show that picture one more time. Just eating it up, lapping it up, dude. Joe's got a huge smile. Uh, the fake doctor's got a huge fucking smile on her face, and uh, you know, oh fucking hey, we're all brothers here. Now, if I'm Russian, I look at this picture, I say, all right. Zelensky, they're welcoming to the goddamn White House over there. Bombs away if I'm Russia. And I saw this shit. How is this not just jumping into the war outright at this point? Inviting the president of a country you're in a current war with over to your country and then giving them 45 billion fucking dollars. Well, this has been a proxy war the entire time in the first place, right? Like the only reason the U.S. is involved, it's not because we give a fuck about Ukraine. Because if we did, we, yeah, could, if, we could end this if, shit right if now. If Ukraine had been invaded by Poland, we would have stayed out of it. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it's just because we want to weaken Russia. And frankly, I, I don't get it. Russia is not the fucking boogeyman. It's China. Russia is a fucking... They're incompetent. Look at how they've conducted this war. They mm-hmm. suck at everything. The only thing they're good at is manipulating our culture. That's it. Yeah. They're not good at war. They suck at it. You know what I mean? They fight wars like it's still Korea or World War II. Mm-hmm. The way that they fucking operate, it's so stupid. I don't, I don't understand it. It doesn't make any sense to me. Right, Russia never got <clears throat> past. So, so first of all, their, their Cold War tactics were absolute shit. But outside of Afghanistan, we never really got uh, a sense of that, mm. right? And uh, Afghanistan, you could write off, right? It's, you know, it's the graveyard of empires. Everybody goes in there and gets their ass kicked. So you could kind of pretend, well, maybe they're semi-competent mm. and we just don't know it because everybody gets their ass kicked when they go in Afghanistan. Right. We never really had a showcase of how shitty they were. There were a lot of indicators were there. Mm. And as the Cold War came to a close, we started, as we started to get debriefings from Soviet generals, we started to get a lot more of a, you know, like the fact that they said all T-80 tanks were um, amphibious tanks 
And then we find out, no, they weren't really amphibious tanks. They built a lake that was only three feet deep. <laughs> and they would take them out and drive them around in it so that from our satellite footage, we would think that they had amphibious tanks. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, the only thing, <laughs> uh, the only difference between a Spetsnaz operator and a regular russian troop was the t-shirt like literally they mm. just gave him a t-shirt and said you're fucking spetsnaz because mm. they couldn't afford training they couldn't afford ammo for training uh, even the wagner group which is their private military <laughs> company yeah. that's supposed to be the best in the world we've had one interaction with them on the battlefield they, and they fucking all ended up in body bags they, they came up to uh uh in syria on a fucking base that they didn't realize had uh uh delta guys and special forces guys there and they all died all of them yeah like literally they all died <laughs> yeah. the uh the not only did they all die but they all died with wagner group fucking identification yeah, yeah. in their fucking pockets yeah. i like, mean it's so like this is the most <laughs> russia is completely incompetent the fact that we spend any amount of time worried about this situation is fucking it's insane when china is both robbing us blind of uh industrial intellectual property mm -hmm. that's the biggest offense that they commit on a day-to-day -day basis because if you go on uh amazon right now by the way Amazon should be getting sanctioned by the United States every single day for allowing this stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you, you develop a product today and you put it out in the market. I promise you within three months, you'll find it on Amazon white labeled. Yeah. I, look, right? I, and you'll I, get zero dollars for it. I, I took my kids to Dude Perfect and uh, <laughs> he was wearing a shirt we bought off of Amazon that were sold out on the sites. And they were like, that's not real. Yeah. Imagine those. I mean, for real. Yeah. Like, those fucking. Like, Sorry, bro. Those, uh, those goobers that you fucking see selling fake merch outside of every sporting event that exists yep. all the time on the walkways up there. Imagine that, but in, on 1.7 billion people in China doing it and then selling it on the internet. Yeah. That's what's happening. Yeah, it's crazy, and, and I guess what's the end to all of this? I mean, look, uh, Russia and, and Iran in particular have appeared to have this mystique about them for years and years and years. Um, Iran's we the same way. Their military is done. That's what I was going to say, but, but when, we, when we bombed Soleimani, right, and nuked that fucking guy, right. everybody was like, oh my God, here's World War Three. what's the retaliation? And then there wasn't any. Because they can't, they can't mount any. And, that's right? what, and this yeah. is what Dan said back in the yeah. day, and he said, look, they don't, their military sucks. They have nothing, right? right. We're kind of seeing the same thing with Russia. Yeah. So what do we give a fuck? Well, well Russia's got nukes, but although... Most yeah, and that's the thing is, I don't dismiss Russia and Iran in, in their entirety. Mm. Because of I, the nukes? I, because of a few things. Because of, because of nukes, because of, um, because of the real estate that... that the historic real estate that they possess to include mm. the ports uh, because of relationships that they have or that they can call it, even the strained relationships. Mm. It, it, you know, they, it, when it comes down to it, China, who we all agree, you know, in the, especially if you're looking at the long term, China is definitely the bigger threat, right? They're also the bigger threat on the, that kind of just under the surface level with everything that you're talking about, mm -hmm. right? Um, is that a strained relationship? between russia and china yeah but given the choice right so it's like they're the cousins on the fucking out on the schoolyard and we're the new kid that just moved there so they might not like each other very much but they definitely don't like us so would china provide aid to russia sure yeah. absolutely they <clears throat> I fucking mean, it, would it definitely benefits them to keep russia and the united states antagonistic towards each other because they yeah don't. because what because what are we doing we're, yeah. we're doing this. Yeah, right? it's financially yeah. draining they our bank it. account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. China yeah. loves every minute. And I, and I understand that, by the way. Yeah. I, I get it, but why don't we? Is is what I don't really get. Yeah, I I don't get, and, and I'd be interested to hear your guys' perspective on this. I don't know what the right answer is. I mean, you know, I I do. I feel like Russia poses 
a threat, different threat than China, but does pose a threat, both regionally and globally. Um, I think there's a lot of things that Russia, Russia would like to be China. Russia would like to be playing on the same level as China, Mm -hmm. right? Especially, you know, that's Vlad's dream, right? Mm -hmm. Because, oh my God, we used to be here. Right now, China's here, right. and we're down here. We're we are we've been exposed <laughs> as a third world shithole that we are. Yeah, and I've, and I, I've always said, and this is true of both Russia and China, but mm. Russia's really showing it now. Yeah. Is they are third world countries that have a nuclear capability. At this okay. point, that's definitely true. Putin yeah. doesn't, by the way, care about the USSR. He doesn't care about the Soviet Union. He cares about the Russian Empire. Right, yeah, he Russian, wants to be Peter Russian the Great. Power, whether it's czarist. Yeah. Chancellor. He, he wants to be Peter the he Great. Doesn't care. He doesn't yes. give a fuck about any of this other fucking Cold War bullshit. It's not about that. It's just about making Russia an empire yeah. again. But it's not going to happen because they don't have the resources or the capability to do it. So he's kind of a wild card in that regard. So what? And I'm interested to hear you guys' opinion. So what? Yeah, what do you I'll, think? I'll, I mean, I'll give you mine. Do we so, ignore it? Yeah, well, yes, we'll take yes. take take this dumb fuck's uh, statement today, Mitch McConnell. Right. Mm-hmm. This dumb piece of shit by saying this. I, I like. I try to dissect it and say, all right, why did he say such a fucking asinine statement to the media with everybody in the background and everybody, everybody's there? You know that's going to go viral, right? Mm-hmm. It's one of two things. Either for the Republican side, if you said, uh, well, you know, I don't think we should be spending this money against Russia, then it looks like you're Russia's puppet like or Putin's right? puppet, yeah. which is the, the narrative the media has been trying to peddle for since Trump got in in 2016, right? Or, in my opinion, I think he should have said, I don't want to spend this fucking money because I don't think we should be the world's police. That's not our fucking war. And let them deal with it. We've given them enough. Uh, We've given them, you know, fucking weapons, tanks, all that other bullshit. Like, we're good now because we don't know how long this goddamn thing is going to last. And the longer and longer it does... Are we just going to keep paying for it over and over and over again without getting anything back from it? Yeah. That's what I would have said. And at least that would have been a diplomatic response for the Republicans in this. But the response he made was fucking stupid. So now I don't know. Yeah. Because the side that I thought would have said the opposite isn't mm-hmm. so what the fuck do we do you know, all these neocons have been fucking uh war hawk nut swingers the entire time they've been in office remember that george w bush ran on a platform of not nation building and he immediately started nation building as soon as he got into office mm-hmm. right yeah like if you watch his campaigns from uh, uh from the year 2000 that's all he talked about we're not going to be nation building because it was a critic critique on all the stupid shit that uh 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 Bill Clinton got us involved in in Kosovo, Serbia, Iraq, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Just a fucking huge money pit. It's none of our business. What I think we should do is be regional, uh, regionally hegemonic again, which worked really well for a very long time. Let Europe solve Europe's problems. It mm-hmm. doesn't do us any favors, and it doesn't do them any favors either, to constantly rely on us and our money and our military power, because that means they don't have any money or military power allotted towards solving these local problems. And you, can, you know that because... In the NATO fucking doctrine, each country that's involved in NATO is required to spend a certain amount of their GDP on NATO and on military protection in that area. And not one country other than the fucking United States meets that goal. Not Mm -hmm. one. Even Germany, the biggest Mm -hmm. goddamn country over there. So how does it help us or them to keep them on our tit this whole time? 
It doesn't. And the only reason we continue to do this, the only reason it persists is because a bunch of fucking assholes are making money on it here in the military industrial complex in America. That's the only reason we continue to do this. But it's assholes that we can't see, right? We don't know. It's these, well, I mean, it's, it's Mitch McConnell and these guys, you can see them, but there's also a team behind that of investors and everybody else. Well, it's Raytheon and Lockheed Martin and Northrop Grumman and fucking uh, uh, Booz Allen Hamilton and all these other companies. Right. That's who it is. Right. And and it's just an endless cycle of whoever their new CEOs are and everything Mm -hmm. else and on down the line and family members and nepotism and all that other shit. Um, and look at the cards they try to play against you when you when you point that shit out. You're unpatriotic. That's what the that's what the neocons would say. Yeah, they would say that you're not, you don't you don't love America if you think that way. And then on the on the left, they will call you a puppet of whatever regime they're trying to challenge at the time and spend all your money. Yeah, right. We've said this before on this show, but all this money going to Ukraine, about seventy two percent of it never leaves the United States. Mm-hmm. It, it goes to country or companies that are providing weapons and and equipment. It never leaves the U.S. Yeah. Right. The yeah. equipment does at a rate of 2000% markup. On yeah. Cost. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and the other part about this is, you know, regarding social media and the internet and everything else and, and the, the court of public opinion, all these people that are online bitching about, we need to send money for them. We got to help them. We got to do more stuff for Ukraine would never in a million years go over there and serve and actually <laughs> fucking help the people of Ukraine other than just type it on their fucking keyboard on Twitter. What about the Americans that are sleeping outside right now? Oh, yeah, right? yeah, exactly. We, we have, I keep getting fucking, I keep seeing these posts about uh, rescue dogs and shit. Like, oh, you make sure it's going to get cold soon. Maybe if you're able to grab a rescue dog, grab one. Like, all right, cool, that's, that's interesting. I mean, I like empathy. I like dogs. Mm-hmm. We're stepping over homeless people to get into the bar, but... Fucking make sure the dogs don't sleep outside cold at night. Yeah, we can send a hundred billion dollars to Ukraine. Are you fucking kidding me? And if our country was perfect to that point, then great. Then let's help out, right? We're so rich and everything's so great over here. We we don't have any fucking homelessness. Uh we don't have any border uh issues whatsoever. Then let's send all the extra money because we're so rich to these other countries and help out after that. But until we get to that point, sorry, but fuck off. Like well, the, uh, the, there's multiple, there's layers and layers and layers to this problem. And Dan illustrated uh, one of the major ones, which is foreign aid is not foreign aid. Foreign aid is is pumping, typically pumping tax dollars into into some American business, not my fucking American business, but somebody's American business, right? Mm-hmm. So, and, and then you go back and you find out that, oh, that's also the same company that gave X amount of campaign funds to mm. Mitch McConnell. And right? also the same company who now has two or three fucking former secretaries of defense mm-hmm. and joint chiefs on their board of advisors. Right. Uh, right. So you have the golden parachute issue. Mm. You have the kickbacks issue. You have the campaign finance issue. Uh, to them, it's just fucking monopoly money. And they, and they say things typically like, well, we can't afford not to. Right. right. You, you hear this a lot. We can't yeah, afford yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. And this goes all the way. Let's let's go all the way back to the during the Obama administration. Too big to fail. Why the fuck were they too big to fail? Let them fail. Yeah. Right. We've had the entire U.S. economy failed during the Great Depression. We made our way out of that. Now, mm-hmm. we needed fucking World War Two to do it. So maybe that's not the ideal manner in which to do it. But but you're going to come back again. Um, this whole too big to fail. We can't afford not to. It's, uh, we got to get away from that. And again, the, the problem is to everyone in Washington, these are just numbers on a ledger there. They don't equate that as to that is for a single mom somewhere <laughs> in Des Moines. 
that is uh, you know two thousand dollars less annually for her because of the amount of taxes that she had to pay. Um, it's it's a fucking mess. And yeah, and I want to I want to jump back to you know we were talking about how prices and everything keep going up. Part of the problem with that is so. We don't have a we don't have a true free market anymore because when people can't afford it, we find a way to subsidize the people that can't afford it so they can afford it. Mm-hmm. So that falsely elevates the price even more. Um, you know, if you know if we did away with health insurance entirely, like there was no such thing. Like if it was outlawed, if you outlawed health insurance, uh, you know how much a, a you know how much a CAT scan you get billed for a CAT scan? Now? Yeah, yeah. How much? Uh, Twenty five hundred bucks. No, more than that. About fifty eight hundred. Depends. It, it depends, depends on, on the type of scan, yeah, right? Yeah. Do you know how much that CAT scan costs the hospital? No. Twelve dollars. I did not know that. Twelve dollars, because back it back way back when I first started as a medic, hospitals didn't own CAT scans, right? They leased them, right? So it was a little bit more expensive at the time. Now. They used to be in trailers out back, mm. right? You wanted to CAT scan somebody, you wheeled <laughs> them out to this trailer with the CAT scanner in it. Uh, now they all own their CAT scanners. The only thing that you're paying for is the text time, the radiologist time, which is not that much, mm. and the electricity to run the damn thing because it's typically already paid for. So $12 is what a CAT scan costs. Guess what? Your insurance will pay $5,800 for a CAT they, scan. They, they did last year when I had it done. But yeah. if you did not have insurance, if insurance was literally abolished and outlawed tomorrow, then it would be a fee for service. And it'd be like, well, what did that CAT scan cost you, mm-hmm. hospital administrator? Yeah. Uh, cost $12. Okay, here's $25. So you got more than 100% profit on that. Here's $25 for that CAT scan because it cost you $12. This is all my fucking dumb- And that's, that's a microcosm. I mean, that's, that's, that's the entire U.S. economy yeah, in yeah. a microcosm. <laughs> My all my dumb lefty friends back when Obama they they just celebrated the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, which was which was the let's fund insurance companies yeah, dude, with yes. tax dollars. I yep. said yep. at the time, I'm like, you know, you realize this is just a handout to insurance companies, right? Like it doesn't, it, there's nothing in it to keep costs low or any of this other stuff. And by the way, eighty percent of the money goes towards administrative fees. Yeah, I was going to say it created every hospital now has a clerical staff that they didn't have before Obamacare, that their only job mm. is to do ACA paperwork. Yeah. Yeah. That's their only yeah. fucking it's job. It's the same thing that happened in universities in America, right? Yeah. So the, the average professor's salary has gone up, I think, 27% relative to inflation in the last 40 years. Mm-hmm. 27% in 40 years, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, administrative fees have gone up 2,000%. Yeah, and that's why everybody's in debt. Yeah, right. But that's where they want you. They want you in debt. Eighty-three percent of all privately filed Chapter Thirteen bankruptcies are because of what unpaid medical expenses. Yeah, yeah. Right? but but what? Let's look at the shit we. So we'll subsidize insurance <clears throat> companies. We'll subsidize a gender studies degree. Why won't we subsidize a gym membership for everybody? Because <laughs> that's my thing. You know, oh, everybody's entitled to health care. How about everybody's entitled to a fucking gym membership? Yeah. Yeah, why not, right? Why aren't we subsidizing a gym membership? Why aren't we subsidizing so uh, I have a nutritionist mm. so I don't get sick? Or why are, we, why are we not making sure that good food is available to everybody? Yeah. There's, there's over a thousand food deserts in the United States, meaning somebody's average means of travel in an ordinary day is it's too far away for them to get fresh fruits and vegetables, basically mm-hmm. is what that means, or even fresh meat in some cases. There's a thousand of those in the United States. There's a thousand places and cities in the United States where it's too much 
for somebody to go to a store that actually has good food. Yep. Because they don't have a means of transportation or because it's too far for their schedule. And I will That's say this. With, with, fucked. And yes, it is. And, and, and there's infl- more in LA than any other city in the country, mm-hmm. by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. And, and with inflation, uh, ironically, these, some of these meal services, like we, we have uh, HelloFresh that comes to the house, right? So do uh, we. <laughs> yeah, my, my wife cooks it like four or five nights a week. Mm-hmm. And I, I asked her one point, because we've had it for a couple of years, and I go, just out of curiosity, I was like, I love it. The food is great and it's fresh yeah. and it's amazing. I was like, what are we spending on that? What, what is this? You know? Mm-hmm. And then she told me and she goes, on average, we're probably saving about 78 bucks a week uh, yeah. off, off of this. And it's the same fresh ingredients we would get at some point yeah. place else. And I go, and it's shipped to our fucking house. And they were like, yes. And I go, why? Well, because somebody's buying it in bulk and then shipping it out and everything else. And I was like, God damn it, man. There's no way we're here. It's, it would be easier just to go to the grocery store. Not anymore. So, so here's my question. So, uh, we get we get it too. I yeah. we love it. I love right? it. So shows up at your door. Healthy recipes. Not a lot. There's not a low glycemic index carbs. Mm. Good fresh <laughs> vegetables. Mm. Good lean cuts of meat. Uh, and the recipes only the, take about twenty minutes. About twenty minutes, yeah. and they're fucking delicious. Yes, I have yet to have a bad Me meal from them. Why? Okay, instead of giving somebody food stamps, and they go to the supermarket. Because we all know that if, if every study has shown, if you're on food stamps, if you're lower income, your diet tends to be a complete disaster. Yeah, because you're going to go buy a bunch of fucking McDonald's. You, yeah. you buy a bunch of crap, yeah, right? Yeah. You, you, because you buy it's a bunch cheap, of crap. right? It's not because people just want to eat crap. It's because it's cheaper. It's cheap and crap. it's fast. Yeah. It, it's, yeah. Well, and again, and it and why is it cheap? Because the 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 numbers are played with. Uh, yes, the numbers correct, are played yeah. with, right? So that's why it's cheaper. Why? I, I don't think there should be such a thing as food stamps. I think you sign up for that level of assistance and a box shows up at your fucking door every Monday. Here's your meal plan for the week. Mm-hmm. And, and oh, by the way, I don't know if anybody, if I sent HelloFresh to a fucking bachelor that had never turned on a fucking oven before, anybody can make that because it's mm. so goddamn simple. Yes. Right? <laughs> it's not, you're not, you're not, you're not mincing over here and bringing to a slow boil over here and using a double boil. You're not poaching. You know, you're not doing all kinds of weird shit. Mm-hmm. It, they're easy recipes. They're mostly so, single pan recipes. Yeah. 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 For the most part. And, and <laughs> if they're not, it says on there, it has difficulty levels on and, there. And it's healthy yeah. for you, right? And it's healthy. Yeah. Why aren't we doing that? For the impoverished, for our impoverished, yeah. sending them a box of healthy food with easy to follow instructions from how to do it. And oh, by the way, we sourced it in bulk. So I'll bet you if we did that at the end of the year, number one, it, and and oh, by the way, we then employ some of those people in these warehouses where we're co-packing all this food. So now we're creating jobs. And we've essentially solved this problem, right? We've solved the obesity problem amongst the poor. We've given some of them jobs. And I'll bet when all is said and done, at the end of a fiscal year, we'd probably save about 50%. Whatever the current food stamp budget nationally is, I have no fucking idea. Mm-hmm. I'll bet it would be about 50% if we did it this way. Well, I ran the numbers the other nights because we, we order it. And uh, if we're running late from the studio, whatever, you know, I have kids. So mm-hmm. they were like Chick-fil-A. Grab some Chick-fil-A. And I love Chick-fil-A. I'm not shitting on Chick-fil-A at all. I, I think it's probably the, I love it too. The, the best in the biz as far as fast food goes, right? Uh, each of us wanted nuggets. So we got an eight pack of nuggets, comes with waffle fries and then whatever drink, right? Mm-hmm. With that. Came to about 28 bucks for four of us. Two kids, two adults, and that was it. Not the healthiest. Once you look at the calories on yeah. there, you're like, hey, shit, even though you're eating chicken, you got the fries and everything else in there, mm-hmm. you're probably looking at 24 to 2,600 calories mm-hmm. uh, and all this, this goddamn shit versus a HelloFresh. It was almost dollar for dollar 
the same cost. It just took 20 minutes extra to cook at the house right. and having someone there to do it. Right. That was it. Sweat equity. That's mm. all it cost extra. Sweat That's equity. That's all. Yeah. Um, but it'll never change because I would rather drive you to these other fucking places and, well, and all this other shit. I would rather, I don't want the government involved in any of it, to be frank. Like, I, I, I know. Yes. I would much rather have an option on HelloFresh where I can click a little checkbox and, and I opt in to sending a family food for the week because I'll yeah. do that. And help out a, a, a United States company yeah. rather than the government. I, mean, I, I agree with I you. I will yeah. do that. And I know a lot of other people, like the, the American public, not the politicians or bureaucrats or that shit, but the American public are the most generous people on earth. Anytime like the Indonesian shit, the Haiti shit, anytime there's an international crisis somewhere or a crisis in our own hometown, people take off work and go fucking help those people because it's just kind of part of our character. It's how, it's how the nation became a nation. The only reason we persisted, the only reason we continued to survive is because we realized that we had to fucking posse up sometimes and help mm-hmm. each other out. And I don't think it's unique to America, but we are very good at it. Dr. Mike, you've been on the show before. We got some sponsors that put this shit wagon on the air. First and foremost, ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. It is too late to get the mattress for Christmas. I'm sorry. You have ruined your Christmas for you and your loved ones. You're a terrible person, but you can make up for it by getting a new mattress for New Year's. Go to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. 40% off the bundle package, dog. It's the adjustable base and the mattress combined together for an amazing life comfort. Sex, watching TV, whatever you do in your bed, sleep, sure, that's fine. I've had the adjustable base for about uh, three years at this point. I love it. Best in the biz. Comes with a super sleek remote, goes into book mode, TV mode, all of the things at ghostbed.com forward slash drinker bros. It does that and you get the mattress with it, 40% off. Uh, now, if you're saying to yourself, Ross, I've got the adjustable base, I just need a mattress. Fine, you can have that. That's going to be 30% off, but you're going to get two free luxury pillows with it. And I can promise you, the pillows are just as great as the goddamn mattress itself. And while you're there, peruse the entire website, get some sheets. The sheets are amazing as well. I got those in every room of my house. The cover, which is right next to me on the desk, uh, and then the weighted blanket. If you have the luxury to sleep for 14 or 15 hours a day, go ahead and get it. I heard it's amazing. I heard you sleep forever on that goddamn thing. I can't do that, but you can, so you might as well take advantage of it, load up the cart, and then just pop in the promo code Drinking Bros at checkout. You get 30% off everything in the entire store. Now, when you check out at the bottom of the page, you're going to see a 60-month pay-as-you-go program. No interest as long as you have decent credit there at ghostbed.com forward slash Drinking Bros. Check that box, and all the deals that I mentioned are applicable with that, and you can walk out of there with a brand new bedroom set for about 25 bucks a month head on over to ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today next up we got blackbuffalo.com let's bring the buffalo in damn it blackbuffalo.com is amazing promo code drinking bros for 20 percent off your first order over there at blackbuffalo.com uh it's look these are products that have been on the desk forever. Everybody who comes in, uh, they steal them. They're, they're amazing. It's, it's a tobacco alternative, right? So let's say you don't want to dip as much. You don't want to smoke as much. 
It's great. So you can just pop this in and then you're good to go. Uh, if you're 21 or over and you dip or you chew tobacco, pouches or long cuts, you got to try the tobacco alternative Black Buffalo. Three-time Best New Products Award winner by third-party publications. Black Buffalo is everything you love about dipping, including the pharmaceutical-grade nicotine just without the actual tobacco leaf or stem. It's dip literally made from edible green leaves and food-grade ingredients with the same flavors and texture as traditional tobacco products. No compromise. Black Buffalo sells products on their website at blackbuffalo.com and is available in both long cut and pouches. They produce a variety of flavors like wintergreen, mints, straight peach, and even blood orange. Born in the Midwest, raised in the South, Black Buffalo proudly manufactures their products here in the good old U.S. of A. For adult U.S. consumers, they're proud supporters of the U.S. military, veterans, and first responders. Use promo code DRINKINGBROS at checkout for 20% off your first order at blackbuffalo.com. That link will also be in the audio description there. And they're the best in the biz. Everybody who comes in steals these goddamn things. Last but not least, we got hardafseltzer.com. 8% going straight to your fucking dome. No carbs, no sugars, no gluten if you give a shit about that. We're in close to 200 stores now, uh, over 100 in Tennessee, and then uh, we're getting up there in Florida. Um, We're hitting the 200 mark. I know that's coming up soon. Uh, We're in the largest southeastern booze distribution stores on the planet. They are totally awesome. So every single store you go in down there that is totally awesome, they'll be stocked to the fucking top. With Hard AF Seltzer. Uh, it's great. The new flavors are there as well. We got the peach. We got the, the blue raz. We got the pina colada and the watermelon. Those flavors are hard to beat. Plus, they're 8%. Look, you're already at home. You're with your family members. That shit sucks anyways. Uh, and then you got to hear about politics on top of it. You might as well get rocked. Uh, go and get some 8% seltzers in a store near you. And at HardAFSeltzer.com, just click the store locator. Type in your city or your zip code, and it'll take you straight there. No matter if you're even driving, dude. It's Google Maps. Boom. You can plug it right into your fucking car, and you can drive straight there. Now, if you're like one of us dummies uh, that's in a state that doesn't have it yet, like Texas, ship it straight to your house. All you got to do is go to hardafseltzer.com, and we'll ship it straight to your doorstep. Plus, it supports us in the show. No. a matter of fact, so uh, when I was in med school... uh, one of my classmates, uh, one of my classmates who was not prior service, and his dad was in the CIA, so he was a liberal. Uh, and he was going on and on and on about how if you look at the amount of money that we send in aid around the world, based on our GDP, we send less than all these other countries. Mm-hmm. And I said, I want you to go back. I said, you're looking at what the United States government gives people, right? He said, yeah. I said, now I want you to go look and see private organizations church groups etc see what they give and he came back to me like two days later and he goes it's literally twice what we're giving from the federal government i said yeah because americans are given people i always try to you know when you get the option do you want to round this up 
mm. or whatever. Do you want? I was at PetSmart uh, yesterday buying buying Christmas gifts for my dogs because that's the kind of person I am. Uh, you know, Do you have kids? Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah I got two, two over there. Back there. Oh, they're, oh, they're back there. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. know that your dad went and shopped for the dogs they were first, with me. all right? They were, they were with me, so they know. <laughs> uh, but you get, you get the option. Do you want to you know, give $5 to homeless? You know, I, I, did, I did it twice, actually. It's, do you want to pick a toy for a shelter pet? Mm. Right? And we'll mm. add that. I said, yep. And then, uh, and then at the end, do you want to tack on a dollar, $5, $10 to give to one of these mm. no-kill shelters? Absolutely, I do. Yeah. Right. Uh, and I try to do that in any time that I'm checking out of something and I get, you know, hey, angel fund this, you know, round up that. I always try to do it. Yeah. I always try to do it. You know, it's, and I'm at a point in my life now where I am financially stable enough, you know, because there was a time in my life, time in my life where I, I had to calculate a 15% tip down to the fucking penny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Cause yeah, that's, yeah. you know, cause that, <laughs> cause I'm like, yeah, I, you know, I, I want this person to get their due, but I don't have a lot of money. So the fact that I can always tip now means a lot to me. The fact that I can give mm. without and I on it and I don't uh, I take bags of clothes to uh, to drop off at, at Goodwill. Mm. I don't ask him for a receipt. Yeah, for they always it. try to give me that tax receipt. I'm like, yeah. I'm not trying to write twelve dollars off. Yeah, my I'm tax. not. Yeah. I'm not Bill Clinton. Yeah, <laughs> right, writing off literally yeah. underwear. Yeah. You know, that yeah. I'm, that I'm giving yeah. to charity. It's bizarre. Yeah, but, but yeah, but, that's how the that's how American people operate and how they always have operated right uh, there's about 12 percent of the u.s population that's in that's considered to be in poverty so it would i mean just by that measure it would only take 12 percent of people to opt into a program like that to mm-hmm. solve that fucking hunger problem mm-hmm. the idea that in the richest country in the history of the world people can only be as healthy as they can afford to be and eat good food right is is unconscionable to me it's 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 like, you want to talk about how great fucking America is? Make it great or shut your fucking mouth. I'm tired of hearing that shit, to be honest. Yeah, and to go back to what you said earlier um, about how do we fix this with inflation, high food prices, all that other stuff. You slid something in uh, about Oops. the Great Depression, <laughs> about the only way out of it was war. Uh, now, Dan's been saying this for a few weeks on this show. But it's not war specifically, right? It's the industry that war creates. Correct. Um, the military-industrial complex. And I hate yes. that fucking term. I, I know but Dan likes that, that term. Way, I've always hated it. <laughs> is that the way out of this? Because Dan... Mm-hmm seems to think that our government is pushing us towards this war and it's getting closer and closer and closer. Mm-hmm. And look, the more you think about it, uh, from what he said, it would make sense from a financial standpoint of where it looks like we're headed mm-hmm. because none of this shit is really going down. It's only getting worse. And now we're conditioned to pay these prices. Mm-hmm. A crash is going to happen, be it in housing or the market or somewhere in this next year, it feels like coming up. Mm-hmm. Is a war the only way out of it? And is that why Zelensky's at the fucking White House today? Are we just pushing this ball a little further? You know, it's... I mean, the historical indicators, you know, look the same. History mm-hmm. does not repeat itself, but it rhymes, right? Uh, if we look at the indicators, if we look at the landscape now, the geopolitical landscape, wow, it certainly fucking looks like it. So I, I can certainly uh, say that the opinion that that could happen carries a lot of weight i mean i hope i got i got a 21 year old and a, and a 15 year old over there mm. god i fucking hope not yeah you know because because i don't want i don't want to fucking send them off to war you know i i i did that I, I i don't want them to have to go through it um i don't know man it's uh you know i i certainly see the indicate i i will d- definitely say and dan is a is a much more astute student of history than i am uh wow the landscape does really look like it 
Yeah, uh, and he's been saying it for a, a few weeks. And if you start looking at all this shit, it, it seems like it might be the only way out at this point, uh, financially at least, uh, mm-hmm. for for where we're headed. Yeah, and what's but things going are on. things are quite a bit different now than they were in the late twenties. Uh, in the late twenties, the the largest employers in America were steel companies mm-hmm. and and factories. Right now, it's the United States government. And the only way you can keep that going is if you keep taking money from people that don't work for the government and giving to people who do work for the government. That's the only way you can continue that process. But with right? the IRS and everything they're doing, and we saw this thing. Well, this, that's why this, these 87,000 new motherfuckers are getting employed by the IRS over the next 10 years. And everybody's mm-hmm. talking about this, uh, what is it, a 1099K here, where they're going to start looking at every digital transaction from Venmo, PayPal, all the you know Cash App, all that stuff mm-hmm. that is over six hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, six six hundred total. Six hundred. Oh, oh, it's total. Yes. Jesus Christ. Yes. Correct. <laughs> I mean, how many of us use that shit on a daily basis? Yeah. I just I, look. I've said this a few times on the show. I just went through an audit. Mm. I finished it on Monday. I just paid. Ugh. Well, that's what they're going to do. They're going to make it prohibitive for regular people, so they can't figure out how. Because to be honest, most of the transactions that happen over those things would not be taxable events. They would be maybe somebody on the other side would be getting taxed, but for the average person using those things, it wouldn't be a taxable event. But mm-hmm. you don't know that, and they're going to fucking send you a bill for it anyway. Yeah, right? and and to everybody out there, again, this was thirty five hundred, <laughs> probably by the end of this, close to four grand that I had to pay a CPA for this. Uh, they found one missing residual check from a dog shit movie I did in in the two thousands, and they were like, "Yeah, oh, it's thirty four. It was thirty four dollars and twelve cents." Um, and I, I had wow. to pay it. So not only that, so they, it was a new guy in Austin, so they had to send a guy to Austin to do this audit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to get my CPAs involved and everything else, had all the paperwork, all that other shit. Uh, I realized that I'm in a fortunate position where I can afford a CPA and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But what about people who are using TurboTax? Well, what, what about the fact that my tax dollars paid probably fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 when all is said and done, from all the processing, paying that yep. agent, everything, yep. fifteen to twenty thousand dollars, so we could recoup thirty-four fucking dollars. Thirty-four dollars. Thirty-four is, is what the total dollars. was, and yeah. I thought it was, it was forty-four. And they sent me a thing yeah. back, and they were like, "Sorry, we miscalculated this." And I'm expecting it to be worse. Yeah, it was ten dollars less. Yeah, and I was I, like, "Huh?" I got a I got a, a quick I, uh, IRS story sidebar here. So uh, recently, over the last year, uh, someone that I know, uh, I'm not going to get into details, took a job with the IRS. Mm-hmm. And uh, can I ask why? Because I'm always curious why somebody would take a job at the IRS or be a meter maid. Yeah, I don't. Uh, Just I, they needed. I, I that will, was the only I, job available, and they I, wanted the money. I will say that this person uh, is politically to the left of literally everybody in this room. Okay, by probably two two standard deviations. Okay, sure. Uh, good person. Okay, uh, went to went to work for the IRS, working there a, a few months. And uh, had a conversation with this individual and says to me, "Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm going on about this, you know, my my daily duties and you know logging into this system and doing this and doing that." And the supervisor says, "Wow, you know, mo- you've only been here three months. Typically, it takes somebody four years to get to the level that you're at in everything that you're doing. Four years." And my first thought was. That explains so much. There's mm. a lot of dumb motherfuckers working at the IRS. So now I'm going to get audited like you did. Yeah, well, this, you, you know, will. Sure. We probably got it but, from the show, but, but the, whatever. Yeah. But the end user, in, in, a, in a system that large, the end user always pays for the incompetence, right? Because there's the government, there's no penalty to pay for them to, for overcharging you. No. 
you have to come back and fight for your money to get it back. Yeah. Uh, the IRS should not exist. I don't think the federal government should exist. Do you guys, to be you guys know about tax court? Oh yeah, yeah. And and by the way, so with that, with <clears throat> yeah. tax court and all yeah. that stuff, right? I'm not rich by any means. Um, and the but the big corporations are. So if you're saying all these IRS people and tax court and all this shit is to go after the the, the tech companies and the mm-hmm. higher ups, no. They can afford endless teams of mm-hmm. CPAs. Wait till it starts hitting the middle class, which is where all of this is headed mm-hmm. next year. And then you got to go through what I went through, and you didn't use a CPA. You did you did taxes on your own. Yeah. You don't have receipts. I mean, at the yeah. end of the day, you're just going to end up paying it. Uh, yes. Because you can't not pay it. You can't not pay That's it. Uh, the they'll it digitally take it out of yeah. your bank account. <clears throat> yeah. Happened yeah. to a buddy of mine. Now, he was... He was at, at fault for that, right? Um, but he was going through some hard shit and was just like, yo, I couldn't pay the taxes that year, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I said, what, what was the end result? And he goes, oh, they, they dock my fucking salary yeah. digitally out of my bank account mm-hmm. every single month. And I was like, God damn, dude. So what's the way around it? Uh, tell everybody about tax court, by the way. So I, not a lot of people know so about this. So tax court yeah. is, uh, you know, you would think that, all right, so the IRS is going to pay a judge and some lawyers who have, you know, intimate knowledge because that's their specialty in the law to basically uh, do this court, you know, you know, representing the people representing the plaintiff, which in this case would be you. Mm -hmm. And then a judge that sits there and presides over the whole thing. No, those are fucking IRS agents. Yep. One of them's just sitting in a chair looking at the other two. Mm -hmm. All right. The guy opposite you is an IRS agent. Yeah. You bring your own people with you, but there's somebody who's on your side who is also an IRS agent. Uh, Typically the first, uh, I didn't know one person who went to tax court and this was way back in the late eighties. They said they went in, had all their shit ready. They knew that they were in the right, got up and made a statement and they said, yeah, that's great. We're just here to, to take payment from you today. And then we will schedule nine months from now the actual hearing mm-hmm. where if you can prove your point we'll give you your money back right right fuck that you know so basically you're gonna the the best case scenario is you're gonna you're about to give the government an interest-free loan for nine months yeah if of, not of this, longer of this yeah of this amount yeah yeah we might decide it took even longer sure right? yeah uh because it's not you know tax court is not it doesn't fall under the judicial branch of government you know you can't like appeal tax court all the way up to scotus Mm -hmm. you appeal tax court to the head of the irs what do you think he's gonna say fuck you pay it yeah (laughs) Uh, and let's say you bought a house like dan dan this year bought a house um you go through all the paperwork you know there's 89 pages worth of fucking bullshit you don't know what any of it means Mm -hmm. there's you know 800 taxes for some form of land oil extra you know a million goddamn things right and let's say you don't have a cpa to explain all of that to you or you can afford a lawyer or any of that shit that tax court is just going to take your fucking money and there's nothing you can do about it and that's all coming down the road but nobody knows now because they're like ah fuck it what does it mean for me wait till next year friends uh it's gonna get fucking nasty out there um and then that's when shit can really go down yeah um because that eighty-seven thousand irs agents isn't for the upper class they can afford it dude it's for the middle class and everybody else because they know they can take that money. Right. That money they can absolutely take. There's nothing you can really do about it. Yeah. The big guys, they're not taking shit from them. Dude, well, I, I mean, it, it, there, there, will be, <clears throat> there will be some pushback. People will empty the bank. There will be a run on the banks, and that's going to cause... Which, that, that'll be, which happened during the Depression. Yeah, that'll, <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be what causes the fucking depression that we're about to go into. People are, I mean, honestly, I think if, if people are smart, they're already doing that to some degree now. 
to isolate some of their currency from from digital seizure, especially after the last two years. You know, what's funny is this this whole thing. Uh, this what was it? FTX. Mm. This yes. this crypto guy that just got busted. Yep. Basically, and I, I in all the reporting of this that I've heard, I've never heard anybody specifically point this out. He basically was doing exactly what the banks were doing in the 1930s. Mm-hmm. And what the banks were doing in the 1930s is, you give me your money, Ross, right? Mm-hmm. You give me $500 and I put it in your savings account. Well, in reality, I lent that money to Dan mm-hmm. at 10% interest. Yep. So that money's not even here. I yeah. don't even have that money. Dan's got that money to build his flannel shirt business or whatever, right? So he's off doing that. So then if everybody comes to me at the same time and says, I want my money, well, I lent it to Dan. I lent it to so-and-so. I lent it. Mm-hmm. I, I physically don't have that money. That's basically what he was doing was, okay, you give me your money. Now I'm shuffling it over here. Now I'm shuffling it. Now your money's not even here anymore. And oh, by the way, based on the amount of money that you guys gave me that I'm holding for you, I'm now going to draw out a, a loan for me personally based on that. Mm, yeah. So now <laughs> I've got more money, but I don't have your money. Yeah. But, right? So- Technically speaking, fifteen hundred dollars has changed hands, but only five hundred dollars actually exists. You see why that's a fucking mm-hmm. problem? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, and it, and it got and every time it changed hands, it got taxed. Yeah. 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 What I kind mean, of bullshit is that? What, it, how is it that I can get taxed? I pay an income tax, I put it in an account, and then when I bring it out later and I spend it, I then pay taxes on it again. Or you tax <laughs> me on money that I get paid, and I pay into Social Security, but then you're essentially holding my own money ransom. And then when you give it back to me when I'm 65, you're then going to tax me for my own money that you've been holding fucking ransom. Yeah. How the fuck is that right? I don't know. Well, it's and definitely not. But it's the, not. The outcome is going to be uh, uh, very bad, right? So per federal law, when a bank has a liquidity crisis like that, they're breaking the law. Yeah. They, get, they get fined by the federal government for it. And what most banks do in that situation is file chapter uh, 7, 10, 13, and then disappear. Mm-hmm pop up later under a new name with no debt and that all that money just vanishes right that's how that works technically yeah. right and it's how it's where it's the crypto shit where it's like oh that's not even real that's that's they put their money into fake money and now that money just evaporated that's what we're doing but yeah real money it's is a fake fiat, money now too. it's a fiat yeah. currency so yeah. there's the be a critical of crypto, whatever the fuck. I agree to some to to a large degree on that, but we're doing the exact same thing, goddamn thing right now. There, there were a lot of people when the banks crashed <laughs> in the Great Depression. There were a lot of people, a lot of, and a lot of families actually held on to them. There, you you guys are too young to remember this, but when I had my very first savings account as a kid, you had this thing called a passbook, and it looked like a lot like a passport. Okay, and when you went in and deposited money or withdrew money, they would run that little passbook through a little typewriter. And they would add or subtract what you just put in. And then periodically you could go, because you, you couldn't go online and check what your balance was. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you kept this passbook at home because typically a passbook and one form of ID was all you needed to withdraw or mm-hmm. to deposit, right? You would keep this passbook locked up someplace safe at home. And then periodically, if you know, you'd go like maybe once a year, oh, I, d- I didn't deposit anything this year, but I know I accrued some interest. And you would just say, hey, I'm, I'm just here to check on my balance. You would give them the passbook. They would compute your interest and they would type a new line on the passbook and they would hand it back to you. When all these banks collapsed in the Great Depression, there were families that held on to these passbooks that said, we had you know, $3,000. Back then, that was a shitload of money, you mm-hmm. know, whatever. We had you know, $800 in this savings account, but that bank's out of business now. Mm. So now all we have to show for it is a passbook that said, 
we technically had eight hundred dollars, but now we don't have shit, right? Uh, I wish I could remember the name of the movie. Uh, there's a really good film. It's about um, uh, about the development of of uh, of heart surgery, and uh, most deaf was in it. He played uh, an African American gentleman that like. Basically, oh, I saw that. It was on HBO. Yeah, uh, it was made uh, for HBO. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember the name of it. Great film. Broke back something. Um, <laughs> totally kidding. Uh, something the Lord made. Yeah, that's it. Something, something the Lord, Lord made. made. Great film. But it talks because he was getting ready. That that individual that 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 story's based on mm-hmm. was getting ready to go to medical school and had saved up money to go to medical school and the bank crashed. Yeah. And there's a scene in that film where he has he's got a passbook and says, "But look." I got to get this money. In here. I got enough yeah. money to go to medical school. Sorry, you don't. No, you don't. Because yeah. that bank doesn't exist anymore. Right, right. Uh, and that's the exact type of crypto has always scared me. Mm-hmm. Uh, electronic banking on the whole scares me. You know, I, I almost feel like I'd be better off with coffee cans buried in the backyard. <laughs> I, I have that I mean, thought. Having, having I have a, that thought at least once a week. Well, <laughs> you know, you often wonder if it, if, if it got hacked, right? The banking yeah. system got hacked because there's not that many right so you got wells fargo you got bank of america mm-hmm. uh and then you got your your mom and pop places right your credit yeah. unions and all yeah. that other stuff but there's not that money if you wanted to really put a dent i mean i'm just crush the american economy if you hacked into just those two banks that i named bank of america and wells fargo sun trust maybe you're fucked you're i mean you're you're fucked as an economy every american is is you know Three-fourths of the country is fucked on that. And uh, Do you know how many small LLCs depend on Bank of America because they're very small LLC friendly? Oh, yeah. That probably... I, I, and I'm, just gonna, I'm throwing... Ours. Ours. We have like six LLCs. Six or seven yeah. companies with Bank of America. <laughs> I know of three people that have LLCs that bank with Bank of America. Yep. Again, because they kinda, it, they're kind of like the Squarespace or the Shopify. Mm. Well, they tie they, them all together. And they make it very so easy. So we can track it. Yeah, Correct. Yeah. yeah. We can track everything, right? So uh, you want to talk about small businesses just fucking you know and how many of these small llc's have any type of realistic catastrophic business insurance mm. if something like that happens no no general motors has that shit of course yeah. the government's gonna fucking bail them out anyway because what are they too big to fail exactly right, right? uh graybeard performance we're, we're too small to care you know, yeah simpsons they're too big to fail we're too small to care exactly you know my our my umbrella uh company is simpson strategies under that uh you know is graybeard performance my supplement company definitely not too big to fail so if i fucking if i lost everything tomorrow other than me my wife my kids and my bulldogs nobody would give a shit no not at all you'd just be another fucking number speaking of which you said your kids are here um back there and and their ages are 15 and 21 yep you said um so the 21 year old is he in college right now he is he's he's an architecture how is that cost right now because uh you know i've got three bob's got you know two or one on the way at least what is the, the, the cost of an education these days? Because uh, I haven't been in college for a while. Zach, what are we paying for a year for you? Because my GI Bill is paying for it. Do you it, mind so if I ask where he's going to college? A&M. Oh, A&M. Yeah, okay, yeah. great. So we all know Texas it's A&M. It's a pretty good architecture school. It is, yeah. yes. What's, uh, <laughs> what are we looking at per year there? Yeah, but do you know what? Do you know what? Your yearly tuition is. That's for a semester, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, in state tuition for A and M is thirteen thousand two hundred thirty nine. That's tuition that doesn't include room and board, yeah. books, all that other blah, stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Out, yeah, out yeah, of yeah. state, out of state, forty, is 40 grand. Yeah. So we're we're in staters. So he's he's basically, and that uh, that bears out. So he's about about six thousand in tuition. Mm-hmm. That's about right. Little, yep. little six thousand and some change per semester. That's not including his books. Obviously, he eats. Uh, you know, he has an apartment so that he that he's never in because 
he's, yeah. doing, he's working in the architecture studio all the time. Uh, yeah. So I, the reason I ask is like, you know, I think about what it was for me, um, mm-hmm. you know, when I just graduated three years ago, uh, cause I'm super young, but, um, uh, no with that, it, it was around for Ohio States, it was around 150, And then I mm-hmm. went to NYU for grad. Uh, and my, luckily, uh, you know, I had parents who paid for it. I don't know if you pay for your kids or are they GI bill. GI so bill. Okay, yeah. Great. So oldest GI bill youngest is going to get the Hazelwood act. So. Right. Uh, and, and so with that, you know, cause Dan talks about this all the time as well of kids, going into debt, mm-hmm. you know, immediately right after college and then getting a job and, uh, and never being able to home, own homes and all yeah. that other stuff. Well, Zach's about to get, to get a taste of that because he's going to go to grad school, so mm. uh, ah. which, which I'm not going to pay for. So. Yeah, <laughs> I, that, and that's what I was curious <laughs> yeah. on um, is if that, if that comes down to your kids and do you have that conversation with them of like, yeah. oh yeah, absolutely. Hey, Zach, guess what? That grad school is going to set you back 50, yeah. 60K here yeah. depending upon where you go. Yeah. Now just be prepared you're going to have to pay that back and they're going to chase you down the rest of your life. It's also going to affect your credit and then you're going to have to buy a house. And yeah, the, the, fact that he, the fact that he has an employable major, uh, I'm a little bit less worried about that. And, and uh, plus he's a lot better with money than I was. I am now much less what I was at his age. Mm-hmm. So well, you were so, a fucking dumb, dumb private back then. Yeah, I was. So, so yeah. So uh-huh. yeah, paying 17 and a half percent interest on my Toyota four wheel drive. Yeah, I was going to say truck. you needed that yeah. Camaro though, right? No, I had the Toyota SR five <laughs> pickup truck. So, cause, cause I, I was, I wanted to have the cool redneck look. Sure. Uh, but yeah, he's he's much better. <laughs> Both of them are much more responsible than I am, not only at their age, but even now. Because it's funny because Zach and I were talking, and he was talking about, uh, yeah, because I was like, you know, trying to get a feel for Christmas Christmas present ideas. And he's like, oh, I don't know, maybe maybe like a CD, interest earning CD, you know, that, something that I can't touch for like 10, you know, 20 years. I'm thinking about the future. And I'm like, Dude, my Christmas list is what fucking PS5 games I want. Yeah, and shit, sure. You know, and yeah. I'm 56 years old. And like 200 pounds of meat. Yeah. 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 <laughs> shit like that. Yeah. So what I did with my parents is, uh, so they, my, my, uh, my parents paid for college. Mm-hmm. And then I said, look, I promise I will pay you back one day. Um, you tell me when you need the money and I'll write you the check. And they came to me later in life and said, hey. Okay. We need that money now. You know, now would be the time. And I was like, great. I'll write the check for it. Thank you very much. But a lot of people don't have that option. Mm -hmm. Uh, And knowing the the skyrocketing cost of college, let alone grad school, do you mind me asking what he's majoring in? Is he going to be a doctor or something? Is that a Uh, four-year degree? Architecture. Architecture. Okay. And that's not easy. Yeah. Architecture is really fucking hard. That's he's, a really a hard kid. degree. He's a smart I, kid, he, yeah. Was he the one with the computer back there? Yeah. Okay. So when yeah. I walked in, I was like, all right. I, yeah. think, I think he's doing grad school applications oh, on his computer really? right okay. now. Yeah. Because I was like, dude, who would be at Drinking Bros on their computers? So yeah, yeah he's going to be fine in life. Um, the rest of them, who fucking knows? But that kid's going to be fine. You're yeah, good to go. They're, they're both going to be fine. They're, yeah. 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 De- de- both of them have their head screwed on, right? But, Did but, you, but, w- but that's what I worry about too, though, is it's not just me now at this age, right? It's the next generation that's coming up. So going through what we're going through now yeah. in today's current states, along with college, and then they're, they're going to have to try to pay that back. Yeah. Will they ever own a fucking house? Will they ever own anything in their you're, lives? Well, I don't know. At this point? You're, you're you know, ki- you know in, in Japan, they have generational mortgages, right? They have 60-year mortgages. This is a thing in Japan. And I, I mean, not a new thing. Does it just get passed down? Yeah. What, what do you is, get the house after this your is, parents This has died? been a thing since like the 90s. Okay. That, that I know of since right. the 90s, that they had generational mortgages. And I have heard talk of the same thing over here. Like like now, you know, you can buy a car on a six-year payment plan now, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I bought my first new car, my that 
Toyota SR5 that I really couldn't fucking afford as a dumbass Ranger Private. Um, I the the maximum you could do was four years. Now you can do eighty four months. Yeah. yeah. So and it's going to keep getting longer oh, yeah. and yeah. longer and yeah. longer. Yeah. And yeah. you're gonna you're gonna see car payments that are basically like mortgages. I mean that that's what the future holds. And and why? Because we're tolerating it. Like, yeah. Does shit really need to be that expensive? Yeah, but it can't keep scaling like that. So your kids aren't going to have to worry about going to college. They're going to need to learn how to build their own house and how to fight. You know what I mean? We'll see. How to, I, I how to hook no up idea. the windmill to pump water out of the yeah. well. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's, it's, it, it, it can only go in that direction. You can only industrialize so much before you have to go in reverse. We know that. So it's, it's coming soon. Yeah. To a theater near you. Yeah, wow. Uh, looking forward to it. Hopefully, I'll be gone by that point. No, it'll be dope. What, what if we don't know it, but we're actually living in a post-apocalyptic society that we've already done this whole fucking whole hamster wheel once already? It feels like it. Yeah. I, it, it's, it feels like it's SimWorld every day. Yeah. Every day. Uh, even shit like this today at the top of the show with the Mission McConnell. feels like it's, it's a fucking SimWorld. It's like fucking Planet of the Apes. That <laughs> yeah. Sooner or later, we're going to find evidence of a fucking... Like, if you look at Mitch McConnell, <laughs> doesn't it seem like everybody, whoever's running this whole shit, got bored and was just like, all right, how do I... My, now, I love the turtle. I love the turtle character from, like, Mario. Mm-hmm. How do I create that as a human? And then they just made this piece of shit and then put him out in, <laughs> into the public. And they're like, I wonder if anybody would say anything. Yeah. And they sure the fuck haven't for 80 years. The how best, old is that guy? The, uh, he's, he's in his late 60s, I believe. The best thing he could do for the country is uh, tie a big rock around his neck and jump off Niagara Falls. Yeah. Yeah, right. I, at this point. Followed by all of his colleagues. Yeah. And then, you know, but the real problem is the bureaucrats behind the scenes. People that have worked in federal government for 20, 30, 40 years that never got elected to anything that are driving policy. That's, that's why, you know, I've, I'm a big advocate for term limits. But for that very reason, I don't know how much of an impact they would make. No, they because all, make those non-elect, impact, yeah. all those non-elected fucks <clears throat> who have behind these cushy, the scenes, yeah, cushy yeah. government jobs for 20, 30 years they're not going anywhere. No, the only no. way to yeah. do it is to have uh, congressional term limits added, so for both houses, and then uh, a, a cooling off period for people that work in the federal government to work for associated private companies, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So no lobbyists. Yeah, essentially. it's an, uh, basically a golden parachute. Yeah, and yeah. then the third part is that you have a f- maybe seven year. You can you can work in the federal government for seven years, and you have to go get a real job five years, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. But no, no fucking 25, 30, 40 years in the f- federal government. Why would we allow that? Why is the federal government providing retirement for people? That's know. not their fucking job. Their job is to make sure that fucking uh, nature and other countries don't murder us. The end. Yeah. John Adams did. He was vice president, then president. And then a month after leaving office was behind a mule pushing a fucking plow on his farm back mm. home. Why the <laughs> fuck are they not doing that now? You know, what's if you look at the movie, you know, there's a scene in the movie Lincoln where he talks about, you know, what are you going to do after you're president? Oh, I guess I'll go back to practicing law again. Mm. You know, you know, being president is a job. But the but part of the problem with that is Ben Shapiro has talked about this is because we don't have a royal family, we have exalted politicians and celebrities into this pseudo royal family. Because people feel better, they don't. They don't. They don't want to look at people in Washington. I, I fucking hate it when people call politicians leaders. Mm. There's not a leader in Washington. Mm-hmm. Nobody there is a fucking leader. Okay, they are literally the equivalent of the fucking janitor at the fucking local high school. All right, at, but uh, although I have more respect for the lo- janitor at the local high school, they are a public servant doing a job. And this whole uh, 
no matter who they're talking about. Oh, you know, decades of public service. That's not fucking, pu- it's the easiest fucking job on the face of the earth. Yeah, getting, do you not get paid for all that? It's 140K. Motherfucker. No, higher than that. You're acting so, well for yeah. Congress, it's 170. But yeah, yeah. I mean, like even even like a, a, a GS 13 level, GS 10, 10, uh, 12 to 13 level position in the federal government, particularly if you're in a city somewhere, you're making mm-hmm. 150 a year. Dude, uh, here, here, here's what I, I, I've said this for a fucking long time. And we wouldn't even if we did this, we wouldn't even need term limits because the job wouldn't be appealing anymore. You want to be in Congress or be a senator? Okay, you get elected, you show up. We got this huge fucking dormitory in fucking Bethesda that you live in. Uh, breakfast <laughs> is zero seven to zero eight. <laughs> the bus leaves at zero eight on on the nose. The fucking uh, the bus leaves for the Capitol. Mm-hmm. Right? You don't fucking get a car. You don't get a parking pass. You fucking you you clean up your dorm room downstairs for chow. Meet out front to get on the bus. You go fucking work all day. At the end of the fuck oh, and you don't need a fucking office because guess what? Right there in the fucking room, you've got a desk. You yeah, can work at that fucking pitch. desk, yeah. right? Uh, why why the fuck are we making it easier? Right? Like yeah. why 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 is it on the average taxpayer to make a federal employee's life more comfortable that yeah. doesn't make a whole lot of sense i mean you're just creating an aristocracy right yeah. then you know I, I mean? exactly well i mean the mere fact that you know aoc went from being a fucking bartender <laughs> taking the fucking subway mm. to fucking living in this fucking swank fucking digs in dc driving a fucking tesla all this other shit and, and lord knows how much slush money she's making on the fucking side sure well right? yeah most getting, of it goes to her most of it yeah. yeah yeah getting gifted fucking eight thousand dollar fucking dresses that look like a chick-fil-a bag you know all this other bullshit uh it, it's fucking ridiculous you know people making a big deal out of trump's tax return and elon's tax return nobody should be fucking getting rich in fucking mm. dc it's it's fucking criminal and well, i don't think anybody nobody should, seems to I, care i don't think we should be electing people I, I think we should be voting on issues right yeah like we want to spend you, you you have a, a, a pod of people, a, a policy person, and, and then an economist, and maybe somebody that is a legal expert that knows the law. Mm-hmm. You have them put policies up for votes every single year, not every four years, every single year. And we hire people to fucking execute on the plan, but mm-hmm. they don't have any power. All they mm-hmm. can do is execute our plan. If they get caught not executing it, we not a year or three or four from now, right then we fire them, right? Yep. That's how that works. Yep. This doesn't... I, I, look, democracy's great. Love it. But it, the way we do it is fucking stupid. Yeah. All we do is hero worship. And it's, and it, it's not a, a, a... People think it's gotten bad over the last 20 years all of a sudden. Listen to fucking radio political ads from the early part of the 20th century it was they sound exactly like donald trump sounds now yeah mm-hmm. like oh make america great and, again was a slogan yeah. back in the 70s and the, and the, yeah thieve and dave thieve and dave's gonna come steal your money you better vote for john yeah mm-hmm. like are you fucking kidding me it's been like this for fucking ever because we do the wrong thing we don't focus on issues and principles we so, focus on people here's an interesting anecdote so talking about old-fashioned political ads so uh when kennedy was elected president running against Nixon, mm. right? First televised presidential debates. Old sweaty. Yeah. So, uh, and I don't remember the percentages, so I'm just going to say the majority. When they polled people, the majority of people that watched that debate televised said Kennedy won. When they polled people who listened to it on the radio, the overwhelming majority said Nixon won that debate. And if you look at that debate, 
Nixon is wearing a, a gray suit that blends in with the background, right? Because it was black and white. So he looks all washed out. He's got a terrible five o'clock shadow. His hair's must. He's also ugly. He's, uh, Nixon was an ugly fucking individual. I fucked JFK. So, I mean, I get it, dude. I, and I know where you're going with that, this. That's the thing. Is it it's, is. It's no different than middle school, right? It's a fucking popularity contest. Who do people want in the White House? They want the captain of the football team and the head cheerleader. Kim Carter. You give me Chris uh, Jenner and I'm good to go. She's <laughs> dude. The devil works hard. She works harder. Uh, Chris Jenner could fucking run this goddamn country. I mean, we, we definitely get shit done. Be dude. wasting probably money on could. Stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We, we sure wouldn't. The co- the country would be profitable. Sure would. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Simpson, what are you working on now? What do you got? Uh, so my book's still doing good. My book, Honed, Finding Your Edge as a Man Over 40, uh, still even a, a, over a year in now, still selling really, really well. I have a supplement company. Uh, it's a life and lifestyle brand for dudes over 40 who want to kick ass and be savages it's called Graybeard Performance at graybeardperformance.com. I've got three supplements out now. My sleep formula should be out by February. That's continuing to grow. I, I have an age management and TRT practice for patients in Texas. And uh, I argue with people on Instagram. Mm. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Where can everybody find you on Instagram? Uh, uh, my Instagram handle is Dr. Mike Simpson, D R M I K E S I M P S O N. That's also my Twitter handle. I am back on Twitter. I'm trying to be a good boy this time because I, I pissed a lot of people off last time I was on, I was on Twitter. So, well, who hasn't? Yeah, who you hasn't? can do it's bulls on parade over there now. Sure yeah. is. Uh, <laughs> now's the point in the show we get to the drinking bro of the week, which is someone who has inspired you or helped you become the person you are today. Who would you like to give the drinking bro of the week to? Uh, somebody who inspired me. I, you know what? I'm going to give that to both of my boys because they, being a dad, has really inspired me to up my game. Mm hmm. Uh, and realize that, hey, I'm an example for somebody. So Zachariah and Daniel are my, my drinking bros. Awesome. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers to those guys. By the way, <laughs> for parents out there, biblical names. Do you see that? What, yeah. What's the, Bob, what's the phrase? Stick to, name, the, to kings and queens. Kings, and, queens, and, and, and saints. The, and saints, yeah. 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 That's a good, don't, not, not uh, uh, some fucking name with E-I-G-H in it. If I see one more of those, I'm going to attack somebody. <laughs> Ashley, E-I-G-H. Yeah. Right. yeah. So yeah. I just go by uh, N- NFL teams that show the most promise, like with Jax. You know, short for Jacksonville, Trevor Lawrence is going to bring those guys back to prominence. <laughs> just wait until they get Quentin Johnson it. in the fucking draft. I know. Or, and, and, or Mar- well, Marvin Harrison's got another year left. I he? watched that game the other day against the, because the Cowboys game was on yeah. against uh, uh, Jacksonville, and it's it just says Jax on the screen. He goes, Dad, is that yeah. what it's for? And I mm-hmm. go, if you want to believe that, yeah. yeah. So why not? He's going to sure be a huge is. Trevor Lawrence fan. He's he going to be up. a gigantic Trevor Lawrence fan, and I'm fine with that. But you know what? It changed. Everything changed for Josh Allen when fucking Stefan Dick showed up, right? Yeah. That's when it really hit for him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. As yeah. soon as Trevor Lawrence, we'll talk about this on the next yeah, show. Yeah, well, we got the yeah, next show coming I don't, up. I don't follow football anymore. We, well, we got the NFL show coming up, and that's live <laughs> on YouTube here in about 15 minutes. Yeah, give us till 345, actually. we got some people here we're going to say goodbye to. Uh, so 345. Central time, uh, 4.45 Eastern time. Meet us on YouTube for Drinking Bros Sports. The NFL Pick'em Show will be next. Uh, in the meantime, go to iTunes, rate the show five-star, and leave a quick review. Also, head on over to Spotify. Just leave a five-star. It's all the fucking advertisers care about. I'll shut the fuck up after 10,000 reviews. <laughs> I promise you that. We're at 6,500-ish on iTunes, 5,000-ish on Spotify. Jack it up over 10, and I'll never say it again. Uh, Mr. Simpson, it is always a fucking pleasure, dude. You're an entertaining guy, and uh, we love having you on the show. Thanks for stopping by today. Thank we you, appreciate brother. it. Thank for D'Anthony, D'Anthony Holloway, I'm Ross Patterson. This is the Drinking Bros Podcast. Good night, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>